Hello, everybody, and welcome to the DSM CultureCast podcast. I'm Luke Manerfeld with DSM Magazine, and today I'm joined by Diego Rodriguez, executive chef at Proof, the Mediterranean-style restaurant and bar located in downtown Des Moines, right next to the John Papa John Sculpture Park. Diego, it's a pleasure to have you on. Welcome to the show. Luke, thanks for having me. We've got a lot to cover with Diego, like Proof's plans going forward and some of the ways... Um, they've handled things during the pandemic. Obviously, we know restaurants have been hit especially hard by this. So uh, really looking forward to getting Diego's insight into that. Um, but before we get into the discussion, I just want to remind everyone that we're recording remotely and we like to think we have everything down. We have technology figured out, but sometimes technology doesn't agree with us. So uh, please bear in mind uh, if we have any audio glitches just to, to stick with us. And if you want to hear more conversations like this one, with leaders around the greater Des Moines arts and culture and food and dining scenes, please subscribe to our podcast feed on your favorite platforms. We're on Apple Podcasts, Google Play Music, Spotify, and more. Last week, we chatted with Ben Godar of the Des Moines Film Society about the Varsity Theater renovation and the organization's uh, virtual cinema series. All right, back to Diego and Proof. Diego, first off, how, how have things been going for you guys this summer as I understand it, you still haven't like reopened in the traditional sense, right? We haven't we haven't reopened uh, entirely. We just yeah. launched a patio dinner, uh, second Saturday style, which is our blind tasting. That's usually ten courses. Um, with with COVID and with restricted seating, we decided to do only five courses. Do it outdoors, limited seating, very spacious, so that the guests feel safe. Um, you know, we can still do what proof is which is, you know, make people feel at home, uh, make people feel like they are having a great time, make sure they have a great time. And I'm just glad that we have, we got the doors open, kind of. <laughs> so what have you been, what have you been doing in the past few months? Is it just been the, the takeout and carry out stuff? Yeah. I mean, since, uh, since we shut down in March, as soon as, uh, the governor said, got to close the doors. Next day, we switched the menu to really trying to keep the proof vibe for takeout. But that's really the hardest thing, I think, that any chef or any restaurateur or any owner of a restaurant would say is being able to make food that you can take home that's, that's going to stay warm, uh, be delicious, not get, uh, you know, all those bad words soggy on you or, or, you know, in general, just making food that will travel well for people. And every day, it's been more of adapting. That's that's the word that I've had to use a lot. Every every day, every week, we've had to adapt. Uh, learn from last week what didn't sell. Listen to our listen to our guests on social media what they liked, and uh, we've had to basically change the business the business idea three four times. And I think logistically now, opening the patio up is the best thing we can do. Uh, we have permission from the city, and so does a lot of other restaurants if they apply for the permit to set out more tables um, in our patio. It's basically to extend it. And we've been fortunate enough to get that permit and get a couple more tables out there to set more people down. Yeah, and talking to restaurant tours in the past on this show, perhaps, and I know for you it, it must have been a struggle, um, the hardest part for them was replicating kind of the dining experience with the takeout because you know part of the fun of going out is being at a restaurant in the vibe and the atmosphere so i guess how challenging was that for you obviously you can't replicate that through takeout but so how did you kind of approach that 
we, you know, I approached it in a way to kind of swallow, uh, like you can say my own pride, you know, a lot of chefs will say my food won't go in a to go container. My food won't travel, but really at this, at this time, it's not about, it's not about me. It's not about proof. It's about getting people to still feel like they can eat our food and be happy with it. So we've, uh, completely changed what, you know, the proof, um, aesthetic is, which is obviously these plates that we put out are super avant-garde and, you know, working with all local ingredients if you can, all that stuff, you know, we put that aside and completely change our mind to burgers, uh, chicken sandwiches, fried fish sandwich, things that make you happy and, uh, make you gain some weight too. <laughs> um, so you, you kind of reinvented your menu, it sounds like, in, in some ways. Yeah, we definitely did. We, uh, we usually do small plates, large plates, some shareable stuff. You know, I think the other thing that hit us really hard was our cocktails, our wine list. Um, you know, it's really hard to try to convey to someone that they should get the whole bottle of wine that they haven't tried. But when they're in the restaurant, have a little taste, you love it, you hate it, maybe try a different one. Um, that was a big toll on us, and we've, we've, we've adapted to that as well. Um, like getting smaller bottles of, of wine instead of 750 mils, 375. It's, 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 been, it's been rough, but we've learned a lot. I've learned a lot. Learned to uh, adapt and overcome. Let's say it over and over again. Yeah, and that was going to be my next question. What are some, I mean, can you maybe point to some specific lessons you've learned that you think you'll take going forward as things uh, start to reopen and hopefully continue to reopen as, as things uh, change? Yeah, um, I think my whole, my whole focus of, of the menu and the way that I'm cooking right now has changed specifically with how we order food. I think, I think, I think we got caught up ordering too much. Um, you know, not, not using the product to its full, to its full extent. So during this time, we may get a case of whatever vegetable fruit and, you know, all the scraps will get preserved. And we're going back to old, um, preserving ways, canning ways, pickling. And that's the main lesson I'll take from this to stop, stop overlooking ingredients. Think, think in a bigger picture of what we can do to them so that we can get uh, maybe two uses out of them, three uses, whether that's making vinegars with uh, apples, you know, uh, infusions with apples, making syrups that will last. Um, that's the main thing I'll take from it. Another conversation I've had with on this podcast is about sourcing food um, during the pandemic. Was it difficult for you to, to continue the, that kind of uh, the sourcing that you normally did during the pandemic? Did things change? You know, we right now it should be farmer's market season you know i i, I want to get up early on a saturday go get produce and cook um not just that but working with you know wabi sabi farm great a uh, sunrise gardens all these farms and and great people that we usually do business with that not only hurts us but also hurt them incredibly and they lost produce they keep losing product uh, spring season was terrible so sourcing was a hard challenge and right now I'm, anytime i get a text or i can shoot a text to any of them to say hey whatever you have I'll take it. Please let me help you out. And of course, they, they appreciate um, my efforts to help. And it's, just, it's not just me. It's a lot of other great chefs out there that are doing the same thing. Because right now is the time. I mean, it's been the time to take care of our farmers. 
moving on to uh, changing gears a little bit. So you did your second Saturday event last week. You mentioned a little bit uh, your on your patio. How did that go? I know that that's a big event for for proof. Yeah, we we would usually do it obviously indoors, ten yeah. courses, uh, three hour dinner, which is pretty intense if you if you're not a big eater. But um, you know we try to keep the same regulations that everyone else is doing. Uh, guests um, are required to wear a mask if they come into the restaurant to use the restroom, or if they want to uh, jump to another table to say hi to a friend they might know. But overall, it was a huge success. We uh, pretty much sold out. We had one table that didn't get full. Um, I think the challenging part was was the weather. You know, we uh, we didn't expect the rain, but when it came, we were prepared. We brought people inside, and I think that's going to be our, our thing now. Fridays and Saturdays, um, doing a we might not call it second Saturday because it's not the second Saturday of the month, but it will be a uh, proof dinner outdoor. Um, that'll be our new business venture. How many uh, people can you seat on your patio? And it's also extended, right? Yeah, it's extended. So usually we can sit two, four, six, uh, about 10 people out there. Right now we're seating 18 people, 18 okay. guests. And they will come in at 5 o'clock to 5.30, and then 7 o'clock to 7.30, and then 9 o'clock which for a late seating. So really we, we can do 54, um, 54 guests in a one night, which is pretty much going back to normal. We used to do 80 on one night, 54 is pretty close. And uh, I think we're comfortable with that. I don't think it's time to push it. It's time to uh, experiment, test the ropes, um, see what people uh, like about the dinners, what they don't like, and uh, just make them better. Every week they gotta be better. That's, that's, that's our main focus. Awesome, and what was the feedback from some of the patrons that you, that you heard? No, surprisingly, a lot of people said that it was the best one yet that they've had. And to me, I was, I mean, obviously I was very happy with the menu. When you do a five course instead of 10, you get a lot of time to really think about executing the menu. Um, I actually had the chance to actually source great ingredients this time instead of doing, instead of like for takeout. Um, but a lot of people loved it. Best, uh, best meal they've had all year. You know, it's all this hearing those things motivates you. It, it drives you. It, it makes me uh, excited that, People still want to come out to eat, but we got to be safe. We really do. Yeah, I love to hear that. And I like to end on this question. How can people support you um, during this time? Just continue ordering your, your takeout whenever they can, or is there other ways they can support you? Um, people can support us by coming in, saying hello, wear a mask, <laughs> come in um, for Friday and Saturday dinners. Uh, be on the lookout for more details today for that. And you know, come get the fried chicken sandwich and the fried fish sandwich. I mean, it's, I'm not going to sit here and tell you anything else about it. Just come try it. Sounds good. Well, thanks for coming on, uh, Diego. It was a pleasure. We can't wait to see what's in store for Proof next. Awesome. Thanks, Luke. Thanks for having me. It's a pleasure. Uh, for more information on Proof, you can go to ProofRestaurant.com. That's ProofRestaurant.com. They're also on Facebook. There's a lot of updates there. Uh, Just a reminder, if you want to hear more conversations like this one, we're on all the podcast platforms, Apple Podcasts, Google Play Music, Spotify, Stitcher, and more. We'll talk to you next time.